one of the best things you can do as a business owner, I think, is come up with something and then run it by everybody you know so they can try and pick, pick holes in it. And then if you make it through that gauntlet, then you, maybe it's okay, you know? You're listening to the Establishing Your Empire show, a podcast that inspires entrepreneurs, creatives, and future business owners to pursue their passions, grow their organizations, and build their empire. My name is Darren Herman, and creatively, I'm best known for my photography, but business-wise, my claim to fame is growing a company from 15K per month in online sales to breaking the $1 million a month barrier. And I'm sitting down with interesting people to talk about their process, the lessons they've learned, and how they have established their empires. Right, here we are, a very special edition of Establish Your Empire. We're on location, on the lake, with uh, Brian Hill. Brian, why don't you, uh, we're on this boat that's not being used right now, right? It's kind of an interesting deal. Yeah, it's all dressed up and nowhere to go. It's uh, been a strange year. Yeah, and why don't you give us a little overview of who you are and, and what you do? Okay, so yeah, I grew up in Durban Springs, and um, I went to UT Austin for mechanical engineering, and I got a degree in uh, four and a half years or so, and then I went, got a job in, uh, as a mechanical design engineer at uh, Weatherford International down in Houston. Um, it was a cool job. Uh, it was what I thought I wanted, and it was kind of like, I heard it put well the other day that ahead, the, the view ahead was, the view behind was the same as the view ahead, and it was just pretty, uh, pretty terrifyingly permanent. And, um, and then I had this idea kind of over a beer, like, man, none of our friends have boats. We should just build one. And um, then it was like, wait, I have a friend on the lake. He let me, he said I could build it and keep it there for free and it was just gonna be for kicks. And then that fell apart. And so I was way too deep into scheming about it and telling everybody I was doing it. And um, so I found a marina and figured out how to do it for real and build a structurally sound boat that would you know, be commercially viable and uh, built that thing. And I, How long did it take you to build that first boat? Uh, well, it was kind of like, you know, the cost doubled every two weeks when I figured out what it was really supposed to be, uh, what, what, what was really involved. And so um, by the, so I, basically it started out, once we decided to do it for real, I said, I'm having a 4th of July party on this boat that I haven't built. And that was kind of a, a hard deadline, you know. Um, so we got it done, but it didn't have a motor. It didn't have, a, a, we put a railing on the day before. Um, but it was one of the most fun. We do a par party every 4th of July now. Uh, this will be the first, this year will be the 11th annual, if we have it. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I mean, that's uh, like almost like a month away or something. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, two months away. So um, so what made you, did you still have your day job when you, uh, when yeah. you started building the boat? Yeah, so it was, um, it was five months into my job when I started building it, and then a year and a half total that I'd been at my job um, it was like around Memorial Weekend. Um, basically, in two, that was 2009 that I started. And then we had like one or two cruises that year. And then I built the website over the off season. And then the next year, it started getting phone calls. And I had a, my buddy Chop was in town uh, in Austin. And he, he was the first captain. So we got licensed and, and would run the boat when I wasn't here. And then um, I had a girlfriend up here at the time. And all my friends were up here. And I was starting this business. And I was like, I. I gotta get out of Houston. Like, I can't. I can't. This is starting to work, and I can't do this from here. So, I quit my job and moved back. And I definitely. I mean, it's just been kind of you know, 
rough seas ever since until, <laughs> until there's, the boat puns are gonna keep coming there's a so, lot of them so how much like okay you you, you had a, a normal corporate job you're you're an engineer i mean that's what you're supposed to be doing how much revenue did you have before you like quit that job to do this full time um not enough would be the like the short answer but I mean, half of us, you know, less than half a season, but I just saw the, saw the momentum, you know, building up and, you know, we're like, before I, before I quit, we already had some weekends that were booked up um, a month and a half out. So it's like, man, this is, for one, this is, you know, sounds, sounds way better. And um, I think I can make a go at this. It was kind of like, I don't know, I just had every reason to, to move back to Austin and it just wasn't enough. Um, I, it wasn't, it was definitely reckless. It was kind of like, jumping off a cliff without a parachute and like you know making your shirt into one on the way down or something like, sure but why not right but, um, and and how old were you 20 28 23 yeah so uh, to me and a lot of people 24, 24 when I quit. yeah so but that's like the perfect time to take some of these chances yeah. uh you know sure. whereas a lot of people that are 23 24 they, they should know especially in a time like now this is the time to start a company this is the time to figure something out because um, there's a lot of a lot of things are going to be changing. A lot of needs are going to be changing. So, uh, to me, when you're young, I, I, you should start a business at any age. But when you're young, that is the the most opportune time. So, when you how did you come up with the name Premier Party Cruises? Like how the how that happen? Um, I don't know. <laughs> you can tell he didn't prep me for these. Um, <laughs> I think uh, it was kind of just like something that summed up everything we were doing, everything that we wanted the best essence of it to be you know premiere for one in which we haven't we, we weren't there until like three or four years ago really but um but yeah premiere and i mean you know cruises we didn't i didn't really like the whole uh party barge, party barge you know and you know it just sounds sloppy and ridiculous and you know now we've built it now we've i think it was a really i mean it was a, i'm really happy with the name we chose because we've kind of like grown into it rather than like had to pivot after we decided we wanted it to be something more than just a booze cruise. Like we're doing like full service. Like we have a, you know, we can do catering and DJs and, you know, you know, decorations and photographer, you know, drone, drone footage, whatever, whatever people need. We're kind of full service thing. And we were arranging transportation until, uh, until last year. It's just, you know, Lyft and Ubers was, Easy. if a bus breaks down, everybody's screwed yeah. versus you, the you know a, a lift cancels on you five minutes yeah five yeah minutes, five minutes, minutes yeah delay. and it just makes sense yeah. so all right like we're on your kind of big boat but like and how big is this one that we're on uh, 20 by 58 this one's called clever girl and this is like 120 people gonna be yeah. on this one so obviously not a very covid friendly boat yeah it's uh and one of the big things we do is we do a disco cruise where we can talk probably talk about that more later but we have multiple bachelor and bachelorette parties from all over the country come onto one boat. And that's pretty obviously the perfect uh, delivery device for the virus, so we're not doing that. <laughs> right. And then, and then, like, when you launched, how big was that boat? When your first one that you built? Uh, this, so this was the first one. Oh, wow. Okay. And, and then we just added the so stage. you started and, big. Yeah, yeah. Well, I thought we needed to because uh -huh. that's what everybody else was doing. And since the other two boats we built have uh, are for 25 and 14 people because most of the cruises that we want – and there's plenty of them to get our bachelor and bachelorette parties. Yeah. Like I didn't know I'd be doing that. Like that'd be my specialty at 33 years old, 34, but that's the, that's the ticket. Man. That's well, that's the, like a little more private, right? You know, like, like they, yeah. they, they get to take, they get the whole boat then. Right. 
that, that makes a lot of sense, actually. That, that, now you say it, but, you know, uh, we've all, well, not all of us, but a lot of us have been on boats with, you know, a bunch of random people and 100 people on the boat. It, you know, it's a... Yeah, it's a shit show. Yeah, it's, it's a little crazy. And that's, I'm sure, fun for the first couple times and then... Oh, long. yeah. Yeah, we don't... Um, yeah, the boat's rated for 120, but we don't ever go over, like, 90 just to keep it comfortable. And... Um, Right, for for the most for any other cruise besides the disco cruises, we cap it at fifty. All right. Well, so so with COVID all happening, obviously you you know not like you were just saying it's not great for a COVID situation. So what do you guys? I mean, what, is that like a zero deal for you guys? Like what? How are you doing beforehand? During? What's your what what, what what's the story there? Well, um, so last year we started doing the the disco cruise thing where we have multiple. Uh, multiple party multiple groups on one cruise that we it's kind of a a hosted cruise and so that's really um first of all let's explain that like for years we had tons of bachelor and bachelorette parties it's really ramped up the past couple of years which is why we thought of that but it's always the guys wondering where the chicks are at we're like that's not our job you know we're you rented a boat we're going to take you out um but so eventually we're just like let's give the people what they want and put them all together and it's really cool it's like melting pot people from all over the country and it's just freaking hilarious and everybody's celebrating the same thing and so there's like you know we say there's always going to be more girls than guys and it makes it so we can control the ratio and such um so last year we had about 30 of those and about 200 different groups of people 200 different bachelor and bachelorette parties and um it's just a sweet spot so that's where like man we just you know do one of the one or two of those every saturday um and so this year we started out and we were just rocking and rolling. We had a we have photographer on all the disco cruises, so we had great photos from last year. And and it was like it's a giant inflatable unicorn, a mimosa bar, and a photographer and uh, lily pads, just the whole you know everything we have, just kind of threw it all out. And so people love it. And so this year we started doing you know we we're booking them up again, and we had 135 cruises booked by March 10th. Wow. And about 120 of them were disco cruises. <laughs> and we were just on pace for 650, 700 parties this year. And we've, we planned for, we've made it through the drought, through the floods, through just the drunkest people, just bullshit and bullshit and bullshit. And we didn't, only thing we didn't plan for was everybody canceling all at once right. in this pandemic. And so, you know, we kind of like, oh, wow, okay, so instead of all these people happy calling us saying, hey, we'd love to come out. Oh, that sounds awesome. We'll, we'll do it, you know, take my money. It's like, when are we getting our refund? When can we reschedule for? Why can't we do a 50-person party? We're like, just no. Like, no, we can't do 50-person party. And just, just hold off. We're, we're going to get your money back and, res- and you know, reschedule if you can. If not, we'll get your money back. But we just, it's going to be, just give us, a, give us a week or two till we can get some of this, you know, some of this SBA loan money or whatever government aid's coming our way. And I mean, it's, you know, middle, middle of May and still barely got any of that. So it's been a, it's been a lot of just kind of keeping people at bay. Um, Everybody's very understanding, um, but it's just a bummer. We have so much momentum. Yeah. So all that momentum. So, so, okay. Now that it is COVID, like uh, what's, what's the game plan? Like, what are you going to do? Like it's, it's yeah. here. It's been here. It's, it's not going away anytime soon. So, so I'm not a scientist and, but I got to be do, like, give it my best shot at, you know, analyzing whatever data I can 
pull apart from the politics of it and say, okay, well, we have the outdoors aspect going for us. Um, we're still, for the record, like not gonna risk, not gonna put in our passengers or our crew or any, or you know, risk too much to keep this thing to just to make a couple thousand bucks this year. There's just a lot of pressure to to do like these big parties, and I'm just like, no, man. Like, we're gonna keep it 10, 15 people max. Like, you know, on the big boat, the smaller boat that holds 25, maybe 10 people. Yeah, and we, and we were talking earlier about a potential, like, investment opportunity looking for investors, is, is, and, you know, with this growth, this 5X growth that you're talking about. Is that something that you're kind of looking to explore into? Yeah, like, um, so we're, we're getting some, the, the SBA loan is coming around the corner, I hope. Um, there's a lot of, um, there's aid available. You just got to know where to look for it. One thing we're doing is we have a, doing a crowdfunding campaign with NextSeed, which is a business crowdfunding portal. And they um, have opened up their, they've opened up, they've created a new product, which is called the um, Community Bridge Note, which is for businesses that are needing help right now. And so that's not like Kickstarter or Indiegogo. It's where you invest a certain amount of money. It's a minimum $100. Um, that's, we're actually launching that next Tuesday. So instead of like a Kickstarter where you're, you're to deliver a product, this you're delivering, uh, delivering a return on your money. Right. It's the idea, right? So, so it's, it's kind of like an investment. The other thing real quick is there's also like it's a, there's a return on your investment plus perks. And so for the perks, we're counting on like, look, if y'all can help us out, we'll make it, you know, we'll, we're going to throw a badass disco cruise investor party when this is all blows over, you know? So it's really for somebody who wants to, uh, who, who enjoys being out on the lake, but also wants to help you, but also wants to uh, make a little bit money on their uh, investment, return on their investment, right? So why don't you tell me, like, tell me about the story of when you first launched, like you, 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 you got your boat up and going, were you, did you do it here in Austin? Did you do it in Houston? Like, and how did you first book these? Uh, how did that happen? Was it organic or did you have a marketing plan? Like, how, how did you start? Well, I mean, I was, I was 23. I didn't really know what I was doing. Um, but, I mean, one thing that was cool about doing, doing, doing engineering in school was they kind of, even when they, we left school, we did like an exit interview with the dean, and we told them what we liked and what we hated. And they said, well, you know, it's, it's really teaching a, a problem-solving mindset going forward. So it really gives you the, gave me the confidence to think that I could figure it out. And then I was like, well, it's just a dock with a motor on the back. Can't be that hard. And it's like, Phew. That was humbling. And, um, and then um, just kind of, we built, I built, figured out how to build a website with like GoDaddy and then the phone started ringing. Um, back then it was, I turned on Google AdWords for 23 cents a click. Oh, wow. And now it's about 10, 10 or 20 times that. Um, so that really got us, got us going. And then I, uh, around Memorial weekend, we had probably, like we had like, so 2009, we had one cruise that wasn't all my friends. And then 2010, we had like 75 or 80 parties. And then we got online booking going just with Eventbrite, just kind of like your deposit for this time, for these, these dates and times. Um, and we had like a, almost doubled it. We had like 130 the next year. And then just kind of, I mean, we've been growing really rapidly ever since. Um, so what, what do you, what do you say? Okay, let, let's. You know, COVID's you know this year. Hopefully, next year it's back to normal. What do you what do you see yourself in like five years? The company as well as yourself. So, um, what I've seen is uh, the growth of Austin has been just crazy, and so I'm watching how 
for one, you know, people don't know what to do when they get to Austin. So I'm gonna start building out the, the, the full weekend planning of everything. And really, I mean, again, bachelor and bachelorette parties is a sweet spot because they're clueless and they're coming into town. They just want to do something crazy and fun. So money's not really an option. And it's just like the perfect, because you don't want to plan something for like two people because that's just a small margin regardless. But at 10 or 15 people, you know, you just point people in the right direction and make money. Yeah. And without, like, you're not being greedy. You're, you're helping them have a better time. You're helping another business, you know, you're, you're helping direct them to another local business. So I really want to build out the, the whole tourism like funnel I guess you would call it yeah yeah so basically uh, providing value for anyone who wants to have a good time so basically they could just a one-stop shop and they could have either whether it's a weekend or a day or whatever you want to call it so obviously with the COVID everything's kind of uh, thrown upside down like we've been talking about we've talked about plenty but like do you have any regrets starting the company oh no I mean it definitely I was thinking about like I really people have told me I should just write some sort of book about all this crazy shit and it's either gonna be called staying afloat or how not to start a business, like, because it's just, you know, did just about everything wrong, but I learned how to get through it. And I mean, next business I start is going to be cake compared to this. So, um, and it's just, it's freed up. I mean, I definitely should have like got my real estate license 10 years ago to do something more in the off season, you know, but I kept trying little things that didn't really pan out. And like, it was just been kind of like a lot of, a lot of hit or miss, but I mean, I wrote down last week, a list of all the things that you know, because you want to think like, what skills do I, when all this shit falls apart, I started thinking like, what skills do I have that I could turn into turn into something? And I mean, I've learned just everything about marketing, web design, I mean, construction, I mean. Permits. Yeah, just, you know, and, and really people skills, like how to manage every type of personality in every conceivable type of mood. Yeah. Or response to any question or like the best, so the rules are don't be a dick and don't die. That's what we say when, unless it's like a really, you know, like a church group, I don't say that. But for the most part, that's the rules. And, and if somebody yells at me, I just say, start over. To me, that's like, you know, please start over. Try that again. That's not, that's not okay. So it's like a, a lot of, and usually, I mean, the whole thing is, I don't, I can't remember what the question was, but as far as managing people, that's probably been the biggest thing I've learned is and i could i mean i'm a master at that now yeah so what about any crazy stories that you could share i mean there's a lot you know um well when we first started out we we had uh it, the boat did not look great and we were in this marina that when the water dropped we didn't, didn't no longer had a dock so we were just tying up to stumps and rocks on the side of the side of the shore until the water came back up it's like and it was like it was working great the business was working and then I, all of a sudden I don't have, all of a sudden the lake dries up for the first time in like 5,000 years, like in 50 years. And so we're just digging the boat out of the mud, like using two by fours to like try and, you know, get a pump under the, under the floats to try and like clear them out, out of the mud. And I mean, just problem after problem. And, um, but yeah, most of the, most of the, the stories, it's not glamorous, you know, most of it's pretty, just like pretty sloppy stuff. Um, We've capped the, we've, we started not doing any more college parties because, and that's really like a, just a huge drop off and just bullshit that we have to take, that we, that we have to deal with from people because that's the age is a direct correlation with just people misbehaving and, and getting too drunk and making a mess and, and, uh, you know, giving us attitude or whatever it may be. 
Um, everybody always leaves happy, but um, you know we've had we've had some some characters for sure. Um, what, what what's what about one of your favorite moments or memories related to? It doesn't have to be a cruise. It could, it could be whatever. Since the idea, the creation of this company. Well, we've had a couple. We've had some weddings. Uh, we've had uh, a friend of mine. Uh, friend of mine Rodell met his met his future wife Ashley on the fourth of July party here one year I mean that's pretty cool um my friend uh one cool story my buddy my buddy Franz that moved back to Germany uh when I first started this um back when I was crazier he was like what Brian no like don't do that he's like Brian I'll come on your boat but I'll buy the most expensive life jackets they make and I was like (laughs) that's exactly how he talks and um my only German friend is named Franz, and it's perfect. And uh, so he came back to visit 10 years later, and I bought him this, like, badass life jacket. And it was like, we had, like, a reunion cruise for them when they got back and uh, gave him a life jacket. And, um, some, of the co- some of the best things have been last year on the disco cruises, like, because it was kind of like, it came full circle. Everything came together better than I ever imagined it. Like everybody, I mean, the boat looks great. You know, everything. Everybody's stoked to be there. The weather's great, and just people are just getting down and just having the time of their lives. And it's for every we got the we just rave reviews from that because it's like, you know, they just kind of a turnkey party. Like they show up and everything's ready to go for them, and they just it's BYOB and they just you know ice in the coolers and you know ice water and you know every everything's taken care of for them, and then they just have a blast and it's the highlight of their weekend every time. They always say that. And so that's just been very, very satisfying. Yeah, I mean, that sounds also like a, just a, a great time on your end. So, all right, and now I imagine you got a couple couple of employees because you got multiple boats, a couple of different captains. Um, do you see the company, like, let's let's say COVID didn't happen. Do you see the company growing boat-wise, services-wise? You kind of mentioned a couple of tourism services. Like what, what, yeah. What, what, what would be the future? Like, what, what would, if, if you didn't have this hiccup, like, what would, what would be an ideal situation for you? Um, well, I think down the line we'll get a fleet of like 14 passenger vans because that's much more like replaceable than a school bus and you know it doesn't require a bus drive or a commercial license and a permittance and all that um three boats is pretty it's kind of the sweet spot because you're you can keep it booked you don't have to worry about a bunch of extra staff um and really if we can do a disco cruise every saturday like that's that was that was half of our groups last year were on those 30 disco cruises so, I mean, that's the sweet spot. So really just get better at what's working the best, you know, mm-hmm. like 80-20 principle, like, you know, just refine what's really working, the 20% that's really working and go with that. And as far on the other end of that is like, what's the 20% of your demographic that's 80% of your problem? And that's like 21st birthdays and frat parties. So sure. just get rid of that. So Focus on what's good. <laughs> so you, so you're a mechanical engineer, you, you uh, said earlier, how much of that going to school do you think has helped you as a business owner or, or any way you want to take that? Like, was that something that was a valuable experience to you? Because there's a lot of conversations around college, whether they, somebody should do that, do you get a return on the investment or not, right? What's your thoughts there? Well, I think, uh, I think for, in, for a lot of people and, you know, for, for the most part, going to college is going to be uh, – there's going to be like 70 or 80% of your classes that don't end up applying to you later. I would, I would say if you go to, if you get a, if your career ends up being in, in the major that you were in, a lot of those classes still didn't apply. Um, but what engineering is one that I would say kind of gives you a good foundation for the rest of your life. 
in so many ways because I mean, you're learning science and math and physics and, you know, all the, and mechanical is very broad. So that's why I went with that. And it just kind of gives you the foundation to like, well, you know, think that, you know, to figure things out and engineering was tough. It was really, I mean, it was very challenging. And so just ha just getting through that was a, you know, kind of a rite of passage in itself. Yeah. My, both of my uh, older brothers are engineers. One's computer science, which they all laughed like that wasn't really engineering when he went and now he's like laughing back at them he's like okay well this is now everybody wants to be a computer science major yeah then, i uh, wish i i wish i'd learned more programming i really was like dead set against learning programming in college because i hated it but and then my other useful. brother is mechanical engineering mm. so he uh you and him would get along great he has a pontoon boat that you know looks probably like how this boat first look like you know he pieces yeah. kind of together himself i mean he, i think he bought a body and boat and then you know built it all up and changed cool. it all around but yeah, yeah full, full out i think what mechanical engineers do is they play with stuff a lot yeah. um so what what does success look like for you like in life um well what i'd really as far kind of to expound on the you know five years from now it'd be kind of uh, uh you know we could get we could rent out five or six pontoon boats every saturday and then I, I don't I don't want to build any more boats for a while. It's like, because it's like a lot it's a lot of upfront costs versus just getting a pontoon boat and paying every month or something. Um, that would be success. Looks like kind of doing like kicking ass with this. I mean, the disco cruise is something that I could see. You know, if like I've been getting to where I just work Saturday cruises. That way I don't get too burnt out. And the guys that I have are fucking awesome and they want all the work they can get. So if they, they work the rest of the cruises and then I come and just manage all this extra craziness and help them, help them get through that. Um, we have all the groups tips, so the tips are great for those big parties. So just working one cruise a day or, or one cruise a weekend or one, one day per week of cruises and, um, and really just getting, uh, getting, the, getting the tourism stuff going. Eventually, Success would be like traveling around the world, setting up new boat tour locations. Yeah, that'd be and, a lot of fun. I mean, there's, I heard about this guy, uh, this British guy that went to Thailand and, and just kind of like hired this island of, hired these group of native islanders to help him build a boat and then build, and then, and then build um, like uh know, small accommodations, small like single family accommodations that they lived in them until people showed up and then they rented them out and then they set up, they grew, grew all the food that they cooked. It's basically like island hopping, like they, you island hop on this boat they built, badass outrigger party boat, like, you know, the outriggers go down. And um, you go stay there and, and then they, 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 they grow all the food that they cook for you on the island. And so that he just, this guy went and just like kind of enabled this whole island to have a, you know, to have a, a way to make money. And then he just kind of takes people there Nah, that's like, not, that's that'd pretty. Be a lot of fun. That's pretty amazing, you know. Pretty yeah. mean, amazing way to like leverage your your wealth and your knowledge to just you know help and, out a whole group of people so. and travel. Yeah. So, so any mentors or friends or anybody that's kind of helped you along the way along your journey journey. Um, well, it's been that's tough. Uh, I mean, yeah, totally. But um, a lot of it would be just like, I mean, my parents have been awesome. I finally convinced them this was the right idea. When I started out, they were like, you just got your degree. Like, what? Like, no, please don't. And um, uh, one cool thing uh, is last year, my mom and her friend saw how busy I was and 
and we're like, they found a spot on the Lake LBJ. And so I just finished building my mom a party boat. And, um, and it's called the irony. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Because I mean, yeah. And well, they got it all, 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 it's all dressed up and nowhere to go on Lake LBJ now, which is a bummer, but it's there. And we, we built my mom a boat after she was, you know, very skeptical, rightfully skeptical, um, at the beginning. And so that's been pretty cool. Um, I just have a lot of really, uh, really smart friends that have kind of helped advise me through everything. And, um, yeah, I mean, I know I'll think of somebody in particular, you know, as soon as done with this, but I, you know, just like bouncing ideas off of friends and I like to like, I've been doing a lot of things solo, but by no means like all, all myself or anything, but like just one of the best things you can do as a business owner, I think, is come up with something and then run it by everybody you know so they can try and pick, pick holes in it. And then if you make it through that gauntlet, then you, maybe it's okay, you know? That's one of the vices that has been very consistent and uh, common in this podcast has yeah. been test your idea, test your idea. You know, I've heard everywhere from a few people to, to all the way up to one, one of my uh, – people on the podcast said 400 people is what he recommends before you start a company. So, uh, well, that takes think, some time. But yeah, yeah. But, but it, you know, could save you years, right? Oh so, yeah. I mean, that it would be worth it, but that's, a, that's a lot. Yeah. Right. So, uh, last question, uh, how would you like to be remembered? Um, not just for the party guy, I guess, but, um, so another thing I want to do is, uh, start up a small business marketplace, which would be kind of like, um, the tourism thing would be one form of it, but then also through this COVID thing, I've seen a lot of businesses just struggling to find any way to make ends meet. And so, um, I don't know, I think one of my, one of my strengths is kind of connecting the dots. And so I'm gonna start a, uh, found, I wanna start a foundation, it's gonna be called Synapse, kind of not necessarily the idea, but connecting ideas to a functional way. And, um, you know, help solve some global problems and, um, you know, you know, kind of like you, I mean, I, I'm very, it's very early on, but uh, there's a lot of, a lot, I mean, it just needs to be done. There's a lot of ideas and people coming up with ideas and don't know what to do with it. And there's a lot of people across the world that could really use your idea, but they just don't know about it. So that's sort of, there's just, that's the kind of, that's the kind of potential I want to, uh, dip into. And one thing I heard, I think it was, uh, uh, interview that I saw of Aubrey Marcus saying that, you know, he'd built on it. It's this crazy, awesome, uh, fitness brand here in Austin. He said, you know, start with a large idea and then fill in, fill in the blanks. And I think that's a great, that's one of the best things I've heard in a while is like great way to approach something because you don't have to know all the ins and outs because you could throw up 20 things on the wall and what you thought was going to stick doesn't. And it was, ends up being something else. So I love it. Well, thanks, Brian, so much for being on the, the podcast and yeah, taking me out on your boat. Having... It's a gorgeous evening Thanks for here, coming out. So, all right. Well, I, I would give you a high five and shake a hand, but we can't. We'll, we'll just play uh, Yeah, there you go. <laughs> all right. Cheers, man. Right, cheers, man. <laughs>